And if it's just in mine, because I'm always like, Long yeah. Well, I just want to my Murdoch thing again. Murdoch. No, that really sucks. And we actually got the Look jazz at that. music. We nailed that landing perfectly. <laughs> things are, things are looking up for the show right now. <laughs> that was big. It's all different now. That we heard. <laughs> Everything's different. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. This is the podcast where we give you, even though we are snooty movie critics, right? To some extent. Instead of our long-winded written reviews where we think about everything, we just see the movie and go and give our instant reaction. This week, we're going to be doing Savages, the hot new Oliver Stone movie, I'm going to say. Stop moving that thing. I, I'm and trying to get comfortable, and now I'm hearing weird noises, so right. I'm done. Uh, before we jump into Savages... Um, first of all, thanks to everyone who tuned in last week. We had uh, great listener turnout. Yeah last week it was awesome and um now who knows what's going to happen we're experimenting with the prime timeness right it's pretty cool before we jump into savages i have a couple of things that i wanted to say i can't stop fidgeting with all this stuff I'm Seriously, gonna leave it alone. you know right, some people can't have nice things i can't i really cannot <laughs> excuse me go that's ahead. gonna be on the floor <laughs> cracked in half right uh, uh so First thing that I wanted to say is that uh, I want to remind everyone the Spider-Man giveaway is is live. Make sure you don't miss that. If you're listening to this show, if you didn't catch us last week when we did Spider-Man, shame on you. Go back, listen to Spider-Man. Right. There's a secret word we'll give you. You go to areyouscreening.com and go to the podcast for Spider-Man, and there's your little entry box, and we're giving away the Blu-ray of the Amazing Spider-Man when it comes out, and you know, you enter now, you win it, it'll just show up as it's released, right? Right. The other thing that I want to, I have to mention, because um, I assume a few of you are in the Bangor area. That would be cool. Maybe, maybe <laughs> not, but it, it would seem like there would be. And I want to make sure that we just give a quick shout out to the oh screening of Brave, right? This and, is very cool. and and Shane can take that over because it's kind of his baby, but yeah. just let us in on that. Oh, th- real that's, quick. this is cool. Yeah, there's there's going to be in the Bangor area at the Bangor Mall Cinema Ten Theater um, Monday at ten o'clock in the morning. There's going to be a Gentle View screening of the movie Brave. Gentle View is another name for sensory friendly. Um, it's an event that's designed for but not limited to. Um, Children with special needs, families with special needs. The the house lights aren't going to be turned all the way down. They're going to be up, not all the way, but they'll be up so people can see. The sound of the movie isn't going to be as loud. Um, you're allowed to bring in, if you have a special diet for any reason, food from the outside. <clears throat> Basically, the the rules of typical movie going are out the window for this type of an event. Pretty much all of the rules that make it difficult. Pretty much everything that makes it right. difficult for someone with sensory issues, whether or not the, the sound is so loud. And let's be honest, it, it's summer. The films, you can literally feel sometimes in your chest just yeah. the sound waves. Um, but a lot of kids um, and a lot of families and a lot of individuals, it's not just for children with any special need, they don't, they don't get a chance to go to the movie theater for any number of different difficulties. And this is hopefully 
knock on wood, if it's a success, well, you could really hear me knocking on wood. I actually thought I was just going to, like, tap on it, and it picked it up. It's hot. I love these mics. I love these. I love this equipment. Um, If it's a success, and I'm I'm assuming it's going to be, then this is an event that isn't going to be just once a summer or once a year. I've tried to work with the movie theater and get this to be twice monthly, if possible. But that only that only happens if there's a kid friendly film. Exactly. You know? So right. it, it's an exciting thing. There's been a huge amount of support for the Facebook event and the mentioning on Twitter. And I've seen people from as far away as Oregon and Texas and Virginia um, mm-hmm. reposting and sharing it. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, parents don't often get to do this with their children and kids don't often get to experience this. And you and I can easily say, you know, we love films. And it, this is going to be hopefully something really fun for them to participate in. Right. And it's it's very cool. And, you know, not just because uh, my co-host Shane right. is, is kind of the the person behind getting getting that to happen, which I just think is awesome. Thanks, man. But, um, you know, we're we're movie critics. Right. We love movies. Right. And you you got to see them in the theater sometimes. Right. Sometimes I mean, you just got to do it, it. It's just it's rough if you are yeah. in a situation where you, you never get to to get to the theater. I think it's an awesome idea. And I am hopeful that a lot of people who don't need to be there show Still up show anyway up. Yeah. and help support it. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it's cool. I'm going to be there, and I actually, That's be cool. uh, I actually just think it's cool uh, for my, you know, not special needs daughter right. to be exposed to different things. Very I cool. I mean, just you, yeah, you know, I'm, and it, not that she doesn't need a non-shushing theater herself <laughs> anyway, yeah. because she could bounce yeah. off the walls. Right. Well, the biggest thing, forget all, you know, forget all the special. Um, you know, we'll get to the we'll get to the movie here in a second. The last thing I'll say is the most important aspect of a gentle view screening or sensory friendly screening is it's the atmosphere. It's not judgmental. It's totally accepting. You know, if you go to a theater and somebody is texting in front of you or talking behind you, it's an aggravation. Right. And here, if your if your kids are excited, or if, or if kids are making noise, and if they're or running whatever, around right. or they can't contain their excitement because you know they they can't help it, this is this is perfectly acceptable. And that's really the big thing that I've been trying to push to everybody is that the atmosphere is just totally different and it's very accommodating. And that's going to be the biggest draw, I hope. Right. So, so uh, Monday at Monday 10 a.m. And I, I again, I just think it's a great thing. Cool. Uh, the next thing that I want to say is actually we did not even introduce ourselves. Right. Uh, we were so, so we were so stunned we started on time. I, I know. We, right. <laughs> We were so busy congratulating ourselves <laughs> right. on, on now that the fixing one, right. oh, one tiny little problem. That was so funny. Uh, so, I mean, anyway, I, I'm Mark Eastman from com. <laughs> My co-host, who's already been mentioned several times, Shane Leonard, is Hi. with me. And it's it's very it's a very cool thing, and there's been a lot of support behind it. Yeah. You were in the paper, yep. and it, it's just super cool. Very cool. Uh, so spread the word about that. And the next thing I'm going to say is if you're listening to the show and you like the show, be sure and subscribe right. on on Blog Talk Radio. You can subscribe to yep. the show, which is very cool. We love Blog Talk Radio, obviously. They're great. Um, but also, you know, go to Apple. Yeah. Go, go find us in iTunes. There's the podcast app. There's, you know, regular iTunes you can download it. Yep. And, you know, rate the show. Down, subscribe through iTunes. That'd be a big help. And rate the show. Because, and, and, you know, share the show with your friends. Because, really, right. if, if you're listening 
and you're not telling people about it, right? Or you know, rating it on iTunes, that you're basically stealing, right? <laughs> really, <laughs> you're is, hurting is, children is, is what it comes right. down to. You're a bad human being. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> savages. Are, is there anything else? I can't uh, think that, of anything else. Probably, the big thing on my mind all week has been the, the special showings. So right. There's, for uh, that. That's probably plenty. And uh, yeah. next week, we get to do Batman. So I'm so excited we, for Batman. We can, you, you know, we can, if anyone was wondering if we were going to go see... Right. <laughs> we're going to do it. If we have time, Anything, we'll talk right. about why the summer has been kind of bizarre and what has made me get excited for Batman beyond normal measure. That, but that, that's true. We, we talked we, about we this were talking the about the weird summer. Okay, so Savages, Oliver Stone movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll tell you one thing that really jumped out at me pretty quickly in in this movie, just for my own crazy reason. Okay. Is uh, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Was good. I I thought he I thought he yeah. was good, and. The reason I think it's weird is that my wife loves Friday Night Lights. Right. Like, in a really, like, sick and twisted way. Right. And he just, you know, not that he's really bad in that or anything, but he yeah. just seems like, you know, eh, okay. Right. Like, you know, he's kind of a kind of goofy he, guy. He's a good-looking guy. He can just and show up. And I, I liked him in John Carter. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was way underrated and, yeah. and should have made more money because it's a fun, goofy movie. I thought right. it was, I thought it was fun, and I thought it, he was really good in it. But I thought he was really good in this. Yeah. And, and I think to be him, and actually Aaron Johnson was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't love Aaron Johnson as much. But, um, you know, to be in this movie with some bigger people yep. than you are. Right. With Oliver Stone, right, directing and, you guys, yeah. and and to pull it off, I think, right, is pretty cool for him in his situation, in his place, in his career, right, and everything. I I thought he did great. Yeah. Um, now we can start bashing the film. No, I'm just kidding. This is going to be. We should we should start off by just saying. I just wanted to throw that out because I'll forget. And, right. Okay. And, and we'll talk well, about we we'll talk about eight hundred million things. Right. And I really did just want to say that. I mean, I, I was I was really pretty impressed. Were you surprised with, that he was that good, or did you just like did you not think he was going to be good at all? You know what I mean? Like I wasn't completely surprised that he was good because I really thought he did a pretty good job in John Carter, yeah. and he does a lot of good stuff in that movie in a way that kind of reminded me of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like you know uh, the uh, you know pulling off some. Cool detail, just with like your facial expression, okay, or just with like the way you carry yourself, or you know, like um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, Harrison Ford like just kind of lets his shoulders drop. Right, he says everything with his posture, and it's and yeah. it's and you're getting stuff. And he did right. a, he did a lot of that yeah. in that movie that I thought was was really pretty cool. The thing that probably you know surprised me a bit is that it's a much more serious thing. Yeah. Than anything that I'd seen him in before. Yeah, and, and I really thought he did good, even with some b weird parts that I, you know, that yeah were trickier to kind of make not seem silly. Right. There were a couple of parts in the movie where he he's in it, and I feel like it it could have really gotten in, into like silly mode right. fast right. if it would have been you know done wrong. Yeah, and. and you know he hasn't been in like a million things. He does, and right, and I, you know I would think if I was him, I, I would be going Oliver Stone, and I would be like a mess, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Okay, so anyway, like I said, I just wanted to throw that out because I, I know I'll forget to mention it. But we should say that we're going to have like a spoiler point. Right, we're going to have to talk. We're going to have to give a quick review for anyone who tuned in just to hear that and then tell everyone, look, we're, this reminded me of Prometheus when we left the theater. We're going to have to spoil the movie quick to talk about the movie. Right, because that is actually exactly what we did in Prometheus. Right. Because there's just no way to get very far in no. talking about Prometheus right. without talking about like you know the whole thing and talking right. about the ending. So now I I don't know if we exactly have to spoil it in the sense of you know there's something that happens that there's a point that I'm going to spoil. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're <laughs> going to spoil other things, but there's a point where we get like this really weird scene, and I'm going to spoil how that scene is weird, but I don't know that that necessarily means that I have to spoil, like, everything that happens, or... I'm going to spoil it. Uh, <laughs> I have no respect for it, so I'm just going to throw it out. Okay. Okay, so I maybe, appreciate what you're saying, but so, I'm just so going to say it. I was thinking that, really, I could kind, <laughs> no, of, I could kind of talk around I'm the, not going the around specifics yeah. of what happens, yeah, but I guess that's, that's not what we're going to do. You can. So so what we're going to do, if you, right. if you uh, listened in last week, you will know that Shane has taken over as being the producer. He's going right. to hold up little cards. Gonna, right, I have no cards. Certain, I brought my iPad. I'm going to type things. Minutes. He's going to, yeah, he's going to hold up a card and go. Right. It's five minutes now. You're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so what what we're going to do? I think we're going to take probably like maybe ten fifteen minutes and do the like spoiler free. Okay. Whatever we can fit in that sure. that, that works yeah. for. The non-spoilery version, yeah, and and then we're gonna the thirty or thirty-five th- th- minutes. Then we're gonna have gonna go. the you know put the mask on <laughs> right. now moment and yeah. say that's cool and say mm-hmm. now it now it's gonna be spoilery okay. because it is kind of a weird thing, and I have to say I can say this without spoiling anything that for quite a while I was liking the movie, and I thought it had a very awkward kind of kooky beginning that didn't need to be there right. and, and could have been put together better. Once we kind of got rolling with what was going on after the voiceover introduces people and all that mm-hmm. other nonsense. And I think it was like you mentioned this right as we walked out of the theater. I think it was a little over the top and just kind of kookiness that we had that whole, you know, the chainsaw cutting off the head. Yeah, this doesn't give anything that, away. The it, first thing you see right, is the, first the, thing that, the Mexican drug right. cartel. I just thought that was like, people. that just seemed very strange. Yeah. Um, now, now that we do that, I don't know if we should get to the Oliver Stone things before or after. We might no. we might actually have to do it after because yeah. that will be after the point where we're talking right. about how crazy he is. <laughs> right. And then we, and then <laughs> we, we can show and prove it. We could have the, yeah. the clips. No, yeah. but, um, but it doesn't spoil anything to say that I was really kind of liking this for a while. I didn't think it was great, but it was, you know, keeping me entertained. There were – everyone seemed to have a moment where – I was really getting into their character. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I wasn't the whole time. Right. But they had a scene. Like, a good example is actually Selma Hayek. Because I didn't like her in a fair amount of the movie. I, <laughs> I'm not sure that she convinced me right. that she was the character that she was playing. But then when we get to the parts where she's having dinner with O, mm-hmm. 
they were really interesting, were really interesting. scenes, yeah. and I could get into the character. And that's kind of how every character was for me, she, to a certain extent. She was weird in that regard. I felt that she really got into the character when she was playing with someone else in the scene. There's a, there's a fair number of her scenes, especially early on, she's just all by herself. Right. She's in a bedroom, and she's communicating. They use technology a lot in this film to represent communication, so she's basically Skyping right. with people, but she's using her computer and video feeds to talk to people, partially to protect herself, to give herself the you know the anonymity and the right. distance, but also just because apparently this is how Oliver Stone thinks. You know, No one uses cell phones. They just Skype their messages back and forth because how else can you show a decapitation? Well, and and not only that, but there were, there were so many things where it's like we're videoing this. Right. And we're, you know, live uplinking it to right. whatever, whatever so that everybody's well, seeing it, it right it now. It just seemed like whenever Salma Hayek was in Benicio del Toro's presence or, you know, Ophelia's presence or any other character, she seemed to come alive a little bit more. Right. And it just – there were so many times where she's alone, at least for the first half of the film. We only see her, like, through video stuff or we see her solitarily. Um, and I, I thought that was kind of a weird thing. Right. Who knows um, how they filmed it out of order, but yeah, that's, you never that's, know. That's always she that's certainly seemed to benefit from to someone being about, across right. the table from her. So, uh, so but the point is, uh, you know, because I'll get there eventually. Right. Um, I, I was really liking it for a while, yeah. and it it I don't think it was ever going to be you know a great mm-hmm. or even an Oliver Stone movie that was going to be near the top of my Oliver Stone movie list. Right. But it was fun and it was entertaining and it was at least being interesting and even when yeah. it was even when it was not as fun there there is a sense in which it was just kind of fun to watch Oliver Stone make a movie even if I don't like it's that been movie, a long time you know. know? Uh, I can appreciate and then that. and so you know so I was I was liking it. Uh, yeah. it. It wasn't it wasn't that high, but I was liking it. And then man, it just <laughs> fell, fell apart off a cliff. Yeah, didn't it feel I a mean, little bit like Dark Shadows? Just the way it suddenly dropped and went yeah, like to this place. It that, really did. It it reminded me of watching that movie just mm-hmm. because in sort of the same way. Right. I'm giving myself I to got, this film. Let's I got the feeling and, that it was like, and then there was the point where Oliver Stone went, I don't know, finish it. Right. And just left. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and had somebody else take over who was really high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the end, which we won't talk about yet, but uh, once they get to, you know, to give a quick rundown mm-hmm. so that this will kind of make sense because I don't know that, the rundown spoils anything, but no, probably not. Um, so Taylor Kitsch and Aaron Johnson, who have uh, really weird names that I don't know what they are. Chon and Ben. <laughs> oh, it's just the one weird name. Yeah, oh, Chon. C H O N. I thought he was saying John at first, and he had a mouthful of like dip, and you know, right. but he was like Chon. So anyway, they are like the weird gods of making pot in yeah. Southern L.A. And yeah. they make the best pot in the world. Is is the story we're playing with, and they right. have this. They have their great distribution center. Um, Blake Lively is their girlfriend. At both like, of them. Like right. Both of their girlfriends, yep. and everyone everyone's cool with that, yep. apparently. And uh, they run into trouble when a Mexican cartel wants to take over their, their business and yep. basically 
uh, takeover, learning their growing techniques right. and their distribution ring and the and and Contact, all that stuff like that. Right. So um, and they don't want to. Right. They and, would rather give up and, the business. Ben is the more Buddhist hippie Zen guy. He was. He's like, I'll just you know, I'll go do other things. Right. He's he's and going Chan to is Africa. The, and right. Setting up. He's always doing a bunch of stuff with his money. Yeah. He's basically being philanthropic, you know, with it. And right. It, but Chan is like a retired uh, or a former Navy SEAL with Navy SEAL friends who help him when he needs help. Right. And he's just like, no, you don't let people push you. If you push, if they push, you have to push back. You have to look them right in the eye. Right. You know, so that's where they're both. Right. So um, now, because I can say that um, O gets kidnapped. Right. Because <laughs> Roger Ebert in his review in claims trailer. that yeah. that's not a spoiler. Right. So, Did we? I'll have to look at this. <laughs> which oh, it's, poor old Roger. It's funny. Um, yeah. So the Mexican cartel wants to take over. They don't want to play ball. And they, you know, kind of tell them, right. no, Thanks, no, leave us alone and, right. you know, whatever. And so then they decide that the Mexican cartel decides that the good bargaining chip will be to kidnap O. Right. And O is kidnapped for quite a while. Right. In the movie. And we get to the point where we're like, you know, resolving the kidnapping. Mm -hmm. And it's like a car pulls up with, I mean, you know, obviously it's not spoiling anything. Something's going to happen with the kidnapping. Right. But we pull up within the car to you know, get to the finale. Right. And it, the whole movie just completely right. falls off a cliff. It, it like could not be any worse yeah. for me. I, I mean, you saw me in the theater. I almost, yeah, I could explode. Feel, I could feel the like creative anguish just go right out of you. It, you were just like, Oh God, really? It, it, it was so, it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. Um, so, but, but up until that point, I was liking it. It was a little kooky in parts, I think. It, you I, know, I, I don't I don't know what exact you know. adjective I'm looking for, but it it was a little almost screwball in a yeah. <laughs> in a few parts. But overall, it was interesting and and fun and I thought most of the acting was okay. Yeah. This is based on a book that yep. uh, Oliver Stone apparently loves. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of makes me want to know, is this how that book ends? <laughs> or I'd never I'd never written, uh, excuse me, I'd never read the book. I, I'd known about it for a while, and everyone seemed to think it was amazing. It even got a really, really good blurb. Um, Stephen King reviewed it, and he said, this is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid on autoload. And the writers, you know, Don Winslow or Oliver Stone loved that so much. They worked that basically into the movie. There's a moment right, where they're right. all deciding what they're going to do, and O says to them, "This is like that movie with those right, guys." Right. And you know, you're you're left like, "Wow, you're so vapid." You know, you're pretty, but you're so <laughs> stupid. You know, and they're like, "Is it Butch Cassidy?" And they're like, "Yeah." And then one of them has the very foreshadowing idea of like, "Don't they all die in the end?" You know, they go to another country and, and she's killed, not the girl, right? <laughs> which so, is, which is kind of funny because this, the movie begins with her saying, "I may be dead at the end of this story." Yeah, or, which what's is, is which is, is its own screwball thing. I thought a lot about the film after we left it because I was trying to figure out exactly how harsh my grade on it would be. You know, and I remember yeah. thinking, I remember the I'm a big lover of opening lines, both of films if they have them. 
But as an English major, you know, one of our one of my goofy and geeky, nerdy English major pastimes was to see a book that I enjoyed and open it up and read the first line because the first line is really the hook. It it gets you right. wanting to read the most of it. And hers is pretty telling. Hers says, and this is in the trailer all over the place, it says, just because I'm telling you this story doesn't mean that I'm alive at the end of it. It is that kind of a story where things got so out of control. And I thought, looking back on it, I'm like, holy crap, isn't that the truth? Like, this movie gets really out of control. Completely it has, of it has, you know, it has a very bizarre beginning that feels clumsy. Um, this whole decapitation thing, it's to invite you to this world. It's to make you, Oliver Stone seems to want to, and I'm going to say this like I know his motivation, but from my perspective, it seems like he's trying to say, look, you're you're in for a hell of a ride. Like, it's going to be blood and gore and decapitation from the very first three seconds the movie is open. Right. So what you think... Um, you are safe in your seats. You know, you're not. You know, there are savages everywhere, and I'm the biggest one. And I'm going to show you how. And he immediately establishes the savagery um, right from the get-go. Awkward beginning, kind of clumsy. Then you get this voiceover, which is established by O's character. And it's filled with, like, this so lackadaisical kind of blasé. Like, it's just this total, like, new it, fatalism it, and totality. It's, it's just it's this, this weird... It's this very... It has a weird look to it. It has a it very has strange a weird aesthetic. What it's, she's saying. It's so... It, dream, it it's not totally dreamlike. Weird. It's just fatalistic. You know, and it's, it's set like, up to be... It's like early 70s TV show, right. girl walking on the beach. Right. She's just so... Weirdness. Mm, yeah like lazily commenting on all this destruction. Right. And it's, you know, there are all these things. Oliver Stone is not, despite the crazy proof that we have um, later in the show, the guy is not an idiot. Like he understands sometimes uh, better ways to convey his message, but he's really saying a lot of things all the time, you know, and this is, he uses Ophelia as, um, you know, this device as this foil for Americanism. You know, that, that later when when she's up for grab well, I won't get into that yet, but but she is really supposed to be like this 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 version of what Americans um Americans are or or can be, even when she's having this conversation with um Salma Hayek and they're finally kind of bonding between, you know, drug cartel mis you know, uh, not a mistress, but you know, the woman who's in charge of this whole organization and this kidnapped victim. Right. And she's railing on and on about all these things. And Salma Hayek just looks at her and goes, are all Americans? Yeah. Do they all talk like you? Like, do they all act like this? And she's like, I don't know, I guess. You know, and it's just this weird, yeah, and vapid representation. And, and she says, have you really never thought about what's going to happen right. with the rest of your life? Right. Like, like that, just, is, that, is, that yeah. is America. Right. And, and it's funny because for that particular scene, you know, she's a psychopathic head of a drug cartel you know she's not even just the head of a drug cartel because that's not even good enough because no. she's really not she i mean yeah. she is way gone right, right right and even she is going have you really never thought about right. anything that's going to well, happen even, with your future even when she's being anything? kidnapped even early in the film when the scene of her being kidnapped is set up she is like she knows that there's difficulty she knows that everybody's in trouble and the drug cartels right. are coming for her and their plan is to go to Indonesia and hide out. And her carefree, like lazy, yeah, she's like probably, shopaholic she, she nature. Goes, she she has goes to, go to, the, to mall. the mall to get new stuff. She goes to the mall and she just has this this montage of like this. 
And again, she is she is America to all of her stuff. Yeah, it's, this, it's this carefree materialism. She's, she's practically skipping. Right. She's, she's basically just like she goes and gets her passport. She tells her mom she's going somewhere else because she doesn't want her to worry. Right. And she just goes to the mall on this shopping trip. And she doesn't care about a thing. She's happy to buy the new Gap you know, dress that's on sale and go to Abercrombie & Fitch or wherever. And she is this lazy, you know, materialistic representation of us. Right. And I don't, I don't mind that. I actually think it works and well. And the guys but... are uh, during that part, which, you know, that's one of those scenes where you have to have it, but right. it, you know, if it's not done right, it just makes well, everyone. It, yeah. It, it, it can be hard to like overcome the, the why would they be doing right, that? Right. You know, like there's, there's a lot suspending, of that in this movie. suspending disbelief yeah. in a, in a movie like this, over something like that can right. be kind of difficult for right. a lot of audiences because well, not only does she go, but they let her. They let her go. They and and, and, and one of them should Ben should have been like, okay, ha- hurry up. But Sean should have been like, no. Right. You have to you have to try to let that be a display of right. that there's they're still naive about right. what they're really up right. against. Right. But it's hard to do. Yeah. Well, okay. I guess I guess uh, before because we'll we'll run down a little bit on this too. I thought the beginning was very weird and awkward. Yeah. Not 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 like weird, like wow, trippy, like just clumsy and and too heavy-handed. You know, Oliver Stone is more subtle in delivering messages than what he tried to do. Right. So it starts off weird, and then it finds a groove. You know, you you spend some time with the characters, and again, the movie is supposed to. You know, it's about. You know, the movie is Savages. And what it is is you may not immediately uh, agree that these three people would be so totally into each other. And specifically that the two guys who are attractive, you know, California dudes would be willing to share this one, you know, girl. But if you, you know, if you have to believe anything, you have to believe that to get through the rest of the movie because that's she's their motivation. Right. You know, and, 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 and it, she has to be both of their motivation equally. Right. She delivers the single worst line I've heard in forever. Like, there's a moment where you introduce the two of uh, you introduce Ophelia, oh, and uh, Chon, and they're having sex gratuitously because Oliver Stone, you know, just wants to have gratuitous sex. And she's talking about how he's basically dead inside. He's returned back from the war, and he's not, you know, he's just this machine. Right. And she says, um, you know. I have orgasms. He has wargasms. Yeah. And I was like, really? Jesus. <laughs> Seriously? Like, wargasms? That's the line that didn't hit the cutting room floor somewhere. That's the worst thing. But, you know, moving on, the, the movie picks up speed and it finds a rhythm, you know, where you don't – I never cared about any of the characters in this movie. And that makes resolving the film difficult because you have no interest right. in their safety or their affections or anything. And that's – you know, that's all Oliver Stone's fault. He's too busy dazzling me with black and white unnecessary transitions and this weird right, sepia right. thing that he was really, really doing. But it found a rhythm and it stayed with it and it managed to, you know, I gave myself a lot of effort to get into the movie and I stayed with it for a while until the scene you talked about. You know, I would say the beginning is really awkward and foolish and unnecessary and then maybe the next 10 minutes are kind of hard because there's a lot of voiceover and a lot of just weird scenes right but it does kind of you know you do kind of get to the point where you can get comfortable with the story and have fun with it and then it just falls away so that uh that whole that whole beginning part um all the way through 
I think probably when she stops talking and introducing people, right. uh, for the most part, I, I don't know exactly when the groove starts, you know, yeah. that, that we start getting to something, but right. I would say like, you know, that whole thing, maybe like 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. um, after, after that, it starts getting okay. Right. That whole beginning part is really a big showcase. I think to me of this uh, crazy thing for whatever reason that we were talking about uh, as we walked out of the theater, that Oliver Stone just thinks that every movie he makes has to be the greatest movie that was ever made. Yeah, you were like, I would love to see Oliver Stone every, make a film that isn't his opus, his right, nine-hour exactly. opus. Yeah. Every movie he makes has to be, know. you know, it has to be the most important movie there is. Right. And this is not that movie. No, no matter who makes no matter who makes savages, who, right. whoever you get to turn this book into a movie, right. this is just not that movie. Right. This is not like even, you know, there could be different, I guess, representations from different genres or something. But right. you know, this is not the the next greatest movie that ever right. happened. Right. And this whole beginning part, especially you know, with all his like just weird weepy 70s music yeah. and the strange shots of her even as she's, yeah. as she's walking yeah. and this goofy introduction part where she's having to tell us about everyone right. and goes into a whole expositions about each guy and everything. Yeah. And you know, the one guy makes love and the right. other guy does something else. Right. And you know, that's just like cheesy goofiness. It's horrible, that horrible writing. That is God. You know, the the delusions of grandeur (laughs) coming through in your film. And then he gets to a point where it's like, well, now we have to kind of start moving the action along. Right. And then it becomes pretty good. I mean, I I, I liked liked much of the middle was really kind of holding me. And the longer it went on, the more I kept thinking, you know, I wonder if, you know, this is really going to kind of pull it off pull it and, and, and I won't care about right. any of the beginning, beginning or anything. Right. I thought that too. And, and no, I was <laughs> it just jumped yeah. right off a cliff. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's Darn get it. to kind of a, a wrap up, even though I don't know the extent to which that really, well, the safe part of the show, right. the safe right. part of the show was going to end. We're going to have to spoil some of the stuff at the end. Right. So if somebody does not want the, you know, movie to get spoiled for them or whatever, yeah. I, I would think that, most people who are interested in this have seen it already. Right, actually, I would like actually, because this is not a big plot twist. We're just going to talk about no, something. right? It's um, yeah, it's it's not exactly a whodunit right. movie right. anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know what happened, right? But we should, you know, I I actually kind of apologize if people tuned in and really don't want to know anything spoilery right. because you know, in the, in a couple minutes we're we're going to give it away. You're going to have to tune yeah. out, I guess. Right. And then you know, whatever. I don't know. So I am interested to know. I think we should just give some the star rating. Yeah. So before we kick uh, people out or whatever. Yeah. I you know because I'm solid in mine. It's fun. It's funny because <laughs> zero. You, it's, it's funny because you talked uh, about how you know you really thought about how much you were gonna. It, it was really gonna tear right. down your rating right. with with that ending, and I kind of feel like. If the ending had not been there, if there had been any kind of like even mediocre kind of a, yeah. a kind of an ending that I could live with, right? <laughs> I would probably be like, 
I still feel like not quite two and a half, which is like the average, right? I, right. I still feel like I'd probably have to be at two. Right. But with that ending, I really feel like I'm at, I'm looking at like a half a star. See, the, we're I right in the same spot. We're right in the everything same about the movie once that right. ending came in. Right. I mean, I, I don't. I I just feel like I can't give it any positives mm-hmm. after not, how just frustrating and disappointing and yeah that was. I have I have a bunch of problems with the film as a whole, and the little the little parts in the middle that I enjoyed. You know, the brief moments of you know fun stuff, and there are some funny moments. Um, I don't mind mentioning those after we're done. You know, it doesn't take away from just the. The not only trying too hard thing, but um, you know, just because I wanted to get the thought right, I just I I thought Oliver Stone has made a history for himself about being an edgy and kind of controversial filmmaker, and he hasn't been that guy for a long time. And it feels like with this movie, he's trying really hard to push the envelope of this film in every direction, both for the sex, the violence, the drug use, the the brutality. Right. And to not, try to reclaim that controversial, edgy feeling, and he fails every time, especially the time it matters most. And I'll talk about that later. There's a big right. torture scene. Um, it, it just comes off as clumsy and pandering, yeah. you know. And for me, because I know we have to get the rating to get the out of, out of the way, I was trying to think how can I how can I really give this film anything more than half a star? I'm I'm trying to justify because I don't want to be like just the negative guy all the time and always being like this film really did this really did right, that right especially this like film the last couple of weeks I've been right. kind of I've, I've been nicer than yeah you. <laughs> well, that's okay you know and that's fine we can see the same film differently right, right. but at this time you know I was like can I justify giving this even just one star or even you know my favorite which is what I know you love especially when you like have to three type quarters of, in, of a star you know three quarters <laughs> of a star no this is a half a star movie to me the troubles and the problems they're both you know just so awkward, so clumsy, so unnecessary, and just I was surprised Oliver Stone did this. The things the, so I'm at a half star. The, the, you know, that's, that's that's basically really, where you are. Really too. where I am. Yeah. Too. Okay. I just feel like um, I maybe have more problem with the end. Yeah. And many of the things that go on throughout the movie, I probably would have let slide if we just I might have, but if. if at least up to the point of like a two star rating. He knows better. If we had you know? gotten anywhere right. with an ending that right. w- that was not, I, I mean, I swear, I really feel like somebody else made the end. He just, you know, somebody won a contest. <laughs> Here's direct the end of Oliver Stone's <laughs> right. next movie. And it's just, it could have been anyone doing that. I might, this is such a weird gripe. I might have even considered giving it three quarters of a star, if not a full star, if he didn't try so many times during the film to work savages into the dialogue right like he wanted so hard to make this like all i can think of when people do this is mean girls when when rachel mcadams just turns on her goes look fetch is not happening stop trying to make fetch happen this this attempt to try to bring back savages into the dialogue of American well, movie go- is so well and it's, annoying and it's like he oh god it e- drove me crazy everybody is a savage right everybody, everybody. has to say that everybody else right. is a savage and see everyone as a savage right. and you know it's this whole giant look at look at me I'm making this cool yeah. statement right. about everyone right and stuff right? right and it and that was really goofy well he was a guy that used to have sorry I know you're about to say something he was a guy that used to have people's ears and attention 
auditions for films because he he had a very you know purpose kind of way about his things. Now he seems like he's the guy in the park downtown on a soapbox. Well, yeah, screaming and like, like, "Look at me! I know what I'm talking about." Like they're a savage, you know. Right, and like it's just so weird. Like you for him. said too. Like you said too before about uh, how he's, you know, trying to be cutting edge. He's trying to be trying somebody he's to not be, anymore. Trying to be like controversial. Yeah. And it's like there's this whole background weird marijuana's cool thing going right, on too. Right. And it's like we're watching the drug cartel, we're watching you know, we're watching the savagery yep. in every different way that you can imagine it, pretty yeah. much. And we're watching the kind of okay, you know, kids who right. who are, are not exactly not evil, but they're Right. They're, they're not good. They're the far better evil or right. whatever. They're the know? lesser of all evils, I right. guess. And and we're watching all this as he's trying to tell us about how everyone is savages. And all the while, there's like this weird, look how cool pot is. Right. Or there, there's like this marijuana right. is fun and good. Well, and this is not. This look, is not. Look at how, how much happier all these people connected <laughs> right. to the marijuana trade right. are or something like, you know, like Skippy the the guy laundering their money or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's just like... The weirdest kind of just mini like role for Emil Hirsch. Like, bouncy, happy, yeah. you, know, really happy. you know, I'm marijuana yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it's well, this is like the heavy-handedness, too. This, it's not like Oliver Stone's first time at making a film with all these, like, themes in it. But he's trying so hard to basically say, look, pot's good, you know, and if you abuse these things, you're a savage, you know, but he's really trying heavily to make a film on... You know, his stand on love and friendship and freedom and cost and loyalty and drugs and war and, you know, border border issues. Well, you know, and then I mean, we get, and then we get to the savages at the at the very end of the movie right. where we like the savages. Right. Right. <laughs> Not right. That, you know, that's I spoiled the end uh, of the movie. Yeah. No, no but, okay. yeah, but then, yeah, then savages are good. And see, that's the kind of good savage. And it's right. just like, you know, seriously, right. give me a break. OK, so now. This is the time we gotta totally move on because we right. already went way longer than. Right. I I feel like probably the bigger part of the show should have been after we spoiled it, but right. I also feel it's kind of unfair to like invite people in and then right. kick, and then then tell kick them, them out them. right away. Well, we can go over a bit, but, but we're not gonna um, go over too much. But still, no, not not right now. I think, but uh, so if you don't want the movie to be spoiled and Shane. It seems to be standing behind the fact that he's going to spoil everything about the movie. It's too annoying to not bring up. So if you do not want the movie spoiled, then thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. We will be back next week with Batman. Um, (laughs) But, you know, turn it off now. We're going to spoil the movie. Okay. I like how you say I'm going to do it. Now you're going to do it. So, you know, I don't even know that I need to, seriously. So if you have... You know, I want to spoil it, everything. The thing that is the most horrible for me right. doesn't really need spoiling. No. When we when we get to, I mean, like, you know, the specifics of it. When we get to the point, basically, um, our, our two guys, Sean and Ben, yep. what they eventually do, they try a lot of different ways they try to buying figure back. out they how try, they're yeah. going to get O back. Right. First, they just go, okay, fine. We'll plead. We will. You know, we will do whatever you want us to do. Right. 
and that's not good enough. They have to deliver a whole bunch of weed right. somewhere far away in right. not a lot of time, so we can have right. like this little mini speed movie it's like die in between, hard with vengeance all of a sudden, it, so. in between yeah. our other movie. And then we can have a goofy almost pulled over by the cops movie. Like, moment, yeah. like what 80s movie did not have right. that scene in right. it? And right. now I need to see it again, right? Right. Um, so so they try pleading. They, they deliver the drugs. That's not good enough. Right. And then uh, Selma, Selma Hayek, I don't remember her name right. in the movie. She comes up with the deal that what we're going to do is we're going to keep O for a year. Right. And then after the first year of being involved in our three-year deal, right. then you'll get her back. Right. And oddly enough, they don't go for that. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're trying to get her back other ways. So they, they want to get straight buyer. Elena. They, yeah. they don't have enough money. Right. So then they rob Elena. Which is actually one of my favorite parts of the film. That was that, a good That scene. whole scene where they're setting up to try to rob her other drug houses for the money that they're going to give back to her. Right. It's, it's an exciting, because, fun scene. And it's um, you know doubly cool because she is in the midst of problems with another drug cartel. Right. So it's easy to pin that on, and other on, people. on the yep. other people, but also just that, you know... They're just a couple of punk kids. Right, they're not right. pulling off this crazy right. robbery with whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that worked out pretty well. And I thought for the storyline, even how you had, you know, people don't believe they could do it. Right. But then uh, Lado, yeah. Benicio Del Toro's yeah. character, I think his name is Lado. Yeah. You know, he's like, eh, I think maybe yeah. they might have done right. it. I'm I not think, so yeah. sure. I sense a little bit of resistance. And then from you what? Guys. And then what? Uh, there, like I said, there are some things that I do like. What I liked was that uh, her response to him saying they might have still done it, and and right. you know, let me talk to him or whatever, is like, you know, we don't need one more example of everyone right. will say whatever you want them to eventually. Right. But then we get one later. Right. And I Which thought is, that was yeah. really yeah. good and crazy right. at the same time. Right. I mean, I thought it I thought it was funny in, yeah. a, in a way that that then she's just sitting sitting by watching him beat the right answer out of somebody again. <laughs> right. Uh, but in this case, she didn't want that to happen, so it's not a good idea. But in the other case, you know, she yeah. wanted it to. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But so finally. We get to the point where they decide they're going to kidnap her daughter. There's and a small it, mini it, plot going it, around, too, that she right. has a daughter it, of her own that lives in California, and she's very aloof with her mother. She doesn't really want to have anything to do with her, despite all of her mother's you know attempts to engage with her and be right. positive and friendly, and she's always putting her off. So. And, and there's the whole thing with uh, John Travolta's character as the DEA agent. And it, I like it John Travolta comes, in this movie. I, I did, too. He was very funny. And it comes together that he ends up being the one who... He's the triple gets crosser. Them, gets them the daughter. Right. right. He gives up and, the daughter. And they're, he's in they're not going to get the daughter right. without his help and everything. Right. So then they kidnap her daughter. Now it's, you know, the it's Mexican standoff it, time. It's the. It's, we trade our daughter, your daughter of, for our it's girl. It's the end of 850 different movies already, right. where it's the prisoner exchange. And the prisoner exchange starts happening. We've got Elena's snipers in the mountains mm -hmm. and we've got Sean and Ben's Navy teal way friends. better snipers. And they see these guys. <laughs> right. Way better snipers right. in another position right. 
who've got and, and not only that, but there's more of them. Right. And and then, you know, the two cars come together in the middle of the desert and then the trade off happens and it's it's like as soon as that scene starts mm-hmm. and like everything that happens after that is just trash. Right. I mean, just horrible. Right. So they go through this long, drawn out, completely goofball exchange process yep. where in the end, it's like everybody gets shot. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes any sense right. that happens. I mean, nothing makes any sense from so many different standpoints, like what the snipers do, right. what right. each person does, why they would do it, why they would have snipers and run towards the car with the other <laughs> right. guy right. when they're on the radio with snipers that they right. have and they could just right. go, you know, riddle that car yeah, with bullets load until that he's car dead, up, whatever. Right. Shoot that guy. I don't know, but everybody's running around. There was the interesting part that you brought up about that scene where they finally exchange prisoners. Yeah. Elena gets her daughter back yeah, right. and, all, and her daughter says, get the hell right, away, get away from, from me. me. I hate you. I never want right. to see you again, which, you know, so like yeah, I mean all that it was a it was just a an so interesting all, little tiny bit. Right. They're all in the dirt, they're all bleeding. Everyone's going crazy. Uh and actually Lotto right. gets shot at like forty five times He's a or something. He's I don't awesome. Know what. Yeah. They're they're all dying and, and then there's this whole like Shakespearean uh, I'll t- drink the poison and kill you and right. because I guess the way it works out is that Ben dies. Yeah. And he had shot in the throat. And Olivia, like Ophelia, Ophelia, right. right, doesn't want to live without him, right. whatever. And Chon and they're having this, they're having this whole this like the end anyway. they're having this whole like super Romeo and Juliet thing, right? right. And he stabs them all with right. like apparently the like kill myself it's the two vials standard of kill issue myself something right. yeah but like your standard issue kill myself right you, you know if only. This movie, I think, could have been better if he would have only like bit the cyanide pill and <laughs> right. swallowed it. And that was her. That and, would have just been right. better because right. because then we could be more old school stupid about it. So now he kills her because she wants right. to be dead, right. and then he kills himself, and then they're laying in the desert, and they're all dead. This is Oliver Stone's attempt at romanticism, by the way. This is his this is his love story. His sonnet is she can't live without them and they're not gonna be happy because right, right. she can't go to the gap anymore. So it, she'd it, rather it, die. And he right. and he understands as a vehicle of American war, he's like, Well, if, if America doesn't want to live, then I'm going to join her. This is the whole thing that's going on. Right. It's annoying. So now they're all dead. Right. And she's doing and a so voiceover. Is, so is everybody else, really. Everyone's right? dead. I mean, every, everyone's like dead. everyone's dead. I don't know what. Maybe the seals. Are I, I don't know what happened with the seals, seals or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So now everybody's dead, and then O, as she's called in right. the movie all the time, says, "But that's not really what happened." And yep. keep in mind, you've been watching this right. happen for a good. What I mean? This is an hour and minutes, fifty-five. Oh, I thought you meant. Minutes? I thought you meant the whole film. Yeah, no, you're watching this scene for about fifteen minutes. This, I mean, it is a long right. thing that you are getting dragged through every <laughs> minute detail of this prisoner exchange gone wrong firefight thing. Right. And then she says, "But that's not what really happened." And you actually see the film rewind, rewind. and you hear the cliche. Right, right, right. And it rewinds. To the start of the scenario again. And then, yeah, the cars are, like, 
just stopped. Right. And, and you know, the prisoners are still at the back of the cars. Right. And now all of a sudden she says something about, like, that's how I imagined, thought, imagined it, it or something right. or thought, it, but that's not what really happened. And then we start watching it again, and what happens and basically is that they get out of the cars. Yep. Lotto gets back in the car and takes off right. because he's got his own secret deal going. He's triple played uh, yeah. with John Travolta. Right. And the DEA shows up and arrests everybody. John Travolta as the DEA, he's right, the right. DEA agent in California. He shows up and he's been working both sides and he's got his own plan. And right. he finally gets to arrest Elena, who's been secretly hidden for a long time. Right. And yeah. And that's it. And that's that. And, there's two. Yeah. And the guys get off because uh, they have they were informants. They have a bunch of dirt on John Travolta. Right. So he just claims that they're informants. They and, spend and, like two and weeks get, in jail, and that's yeah. it. Right. They get out. Then they still want to disappear, though. Right. Because so they've already they, bought their tickets. So they go out into the uh, jungles of Africa somewhere, and they're living like savages. Right. In a little village, yep. and 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 they're beautiful savages. Right now, yeah. They because can, they live the right. non-Americanized right. Right. capitalist life. They live oh, in the man. jungle, right. like God, like savages do, like God intended, and, like God intended, or and nature all the, intended. There's all the weed they need around them because right and in the, the jungle too, uh, and right oh, and man. and the savage, the beautiful savages in their little three way. That's <laughs> right. And, and that's smoking dope right. all the there time. There you go. Right. And then now we know the Wargasms secret of dope life. and right, right. everything. Yeah. Man, what a what a cluster of <laughs> horrible decisions and shoddy filmmaking and just ultimately incompetent and it's almost like this was his first movie. He's like, I know what I'll do. You know, there's an irony here to this for me. When we walked out of the theater and we were talking about it briefly, you know, we wanted to save a lot for the show and we did. We we've talked a lot about it. Well yeah. Um I remember saying to you the film felt like Every once in a while, you'll see these these fun articles um, where entertain, entertainment people love doing this. Like, what if Star Wars was really directed by you know John Woo? How would things have been done? Right. And I said, what this film felt like to me was you know you had Oliver Stone direct a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? Or he was trying he was to, trying to do it, it because right. so it's much not of even what this is not even is, exactly like that, but yeah. it's like he's trying to he's trying to make like he would like it, he direct. Basically, it would be like yeah. here's here's a budget and you've got the okay and you can write the script basically do it like tarantino would do it. right do it tarantino in the in the the irony for me is that is is scarface you know oliver stone's film was a huge influence on tarantino early and now he's come back to basically try to do a, a tarantino film right. and he the student is way beyond the master at this point like this film has a million different problems that tarantino makes look effortlessly in his two hour, every every right. Tarantino film is also a big and, opus, by the way. But well, that's that's true. Except, but he ties all these characters that he in. He does not take himself right or his movie super serious. He's having fun. It, there's there's a difference between kind of a opus movie and right. really thinking that the movie that you're making is going to be the next greatest movie there ever was. Right. I don't think Quentin Tarantino thinks that. I think he no. thinks he's making a great. Big He's just having too movie. much fun. He doesn't know how to right, stop. Right, right, right. And you know what's funny about the whole Tarantino connection is another thing is what, you know when you we walked out we were talking about 
every different camera trick oh, anyone God. has ever done, ever seen or done in he, cinema, yeah. is in this movie. Yep. I mean, apart from having you know a shot of somebody like you know from the top of a building like North by Northwest or right. something, you know, apart from that, it's, it's like it's everything, everything else. Everything. Yeah. There are like weird sweeps, and you know, you've got like to try every different filter on. Yeah. And the weird, like you were talking about with the, you know, where you're just shaking the camera. There's just this weird thing. Even the final thing where it says the end, it does like this Fight Club jitter, like. Right. And I'm like, why would you even decide to do that? Right. What is what's What's weird about that, too, now, I mean, seriously, they're everywhere. There's, mm-hmm. like, quick spins and yeah. just everything everywhere. And what's interesting is that, you, you know, you talk about Tarantino, because Tarantino's got a jillion of those in all his Absolutely. movies, too. But they're for a purpose right. when he does them. They were, they were a and working piece of the movie, narrative. in this movie, Oliver Stone's just, like, you know, Checking off a list yeah. and stuff yeah. and going, um, I don't know, right here, let's, let's do, do this, this one. Right, let's and try this. We here, haven't done a washout of old 70s this. color. Right. 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 And, Siri, you can so feel the difference. If you watch Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah. you will see a lot of the same kind of crazy things. You'll see mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, zipping the camera around, right. having this this kind of a, a way of shooting people, you know, yep. like through a window talking or, right. or, uh, you know, do even doing like shaking the camera or like maybe using, you know, filters and right. at least not the right. weird solar flares. No. Some people do, but, but when it happens, it's like, I'm doing this because it works for showing this thing. I yeah. want to do whatever. There's a reason behind it and you can see it clearly. Yep. And in this movie, there's nothing. No, it, it, Tarantino's no a guy. There's no reason it happens. It's almost like yeah. it's almost like you had an app that would like <laughs> randomly right. throw in weird that's a good things. Way to point it. Yeah. And and that's what we got. They're just yeah. they're just random. But I think we'll go over. I think I don't know. We we're at a point we should get closer. I mean, we're not a minute from. Yeah, I don't know. Up, but, I, I don't know if we need to. But if yeah. you if you want to, we certainly can. Well, I'm for, trying to think. I'm trying to think if bit. there's anything else. I mean, I, I'm, in a minute, I can probably blitz a, a bunch of stuff. You know, I just I felt that the ending was a total cop out. That he had no courage. You know, he's got all this. He's got all this ability to do all these things, and he has no courage to just do this ending, except that he wanted it both ways. And in having it both ways, he undercut both times. And see, and now, he, totally... now, here's the thing where I wonder, like, is there any possibility that the book could end like this? I don't know. And then know. that's why it's yeah. in the movie. Because then I feel like, you know, it would be it would be not would entirely be fair to, le- to no, lay right. that on you're Oliver right. Stone. And, I'm not, and I haven't said it yet because I don't know if Don Winslow's book ends like that and or not. I have no clue. It doesn't make the movie any less horrible. It just means the book also is, I guess, right. or something. But the when it comes out in the movie, it, you know, right. this is a movie where if that's how the book ends, well, do the movie different. To, right, right, exactly. <laughs> do yeah, you've got the choice here to do it. Do something. Do uh, do something where it comes together. Well, you know, a bit differently. There, there were a bunch of lazy things that Oliver Stone didn't impress me with. You know, I actually like, you know, what you said about Taylor Kitsch. The guy, he played his character, I thought, believably, you right. know, believably enough. When you first see him, you see scars on his on his head and neck. And it's supposed to be characterization. You're supposed to understand that this guy has got, you know, he's been through hell. Sure. And instead of showing us or telling us, you know, in the normal narrative, you just rely on a little bit of special effects putty. 
You know, I didn't there was there was this other thing that he kind of does um, you know, you get that Ben is this hippie guy because he's got dreadlocked hair. Right. You know, he represents this Volkswagen hippie green energy kind of guy. But the big problem with Savages as far as the emotional content is you're supposed to care about O, you know, being in trouble. Rather than make us care about her as a character, you're you're only made to feel about her being in trouble because you're shown that she's in trouble. And that is kind of the device he uses throughout the whole film. Like when I'm bringing up about Taylor Kitsch, he shows that he's a damaged piece of goods, not because of his character, but because of a special effect. Right. Like he does this weird thing over and over again. Right. Actually, actually, I I will say something about that in a minute. But we should wrap up for the live the live listeners. The, okay. The live listeners. Yeah. So basically, we're both at a half a star, half a star which for is film. which is. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, for us to both come together at a half a star. And to be so low on it, a film. It's pretty, it's pretty yep. interesting. I agree. Um, but and it's a, like 50% fresh ish. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Um, next week, okay, but right. Next week, we're going to yep. be doing Batman. Thanks very much for tuning in, everybody. And uh, please share and rate us on Absolutely. iTunes. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Thanks. Okay, so now we'll pretend that that ended. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> an end thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The timing yeah. there still could use a little tweak. We, we well, at least this time, at least this time, we're getting better, um, getting to the end before the fact. Usually, right. we end Usually about seven go, seconds oh, look, after. Be like, oh, we're already not live, <laughs> right. so we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're getting there. Right. But. Uh, the thing that I wanted to say though, um, and we will not go on. Uh, no, there's not a whole lot left. Too much there. longer. But the thing that I wanted I to say to say about, about that because it, I thought it was very interesting is that you get this. The entry to the character yep. is, you know, she's talking about him. She's having sex with him. Yep. We see her with, the, and then there's the wargasm, and we see the little putty on the thing, right? right? And the reason that that stands out to me as kind of interesting is because the character they introduce is not actually the character we get. Right. That guy is actually a harder, yeah, worse guy right. than the guy who's actually in the rest of the movie. Right. And, I mean, you're telling me that Oliver Stone is actually using the device of introducing characters in such a specific, right. spelled-out way, and then that's not actually the character we're having? Right, right. That is, like, that's gone wrong. Right, that's, that's absolutely that's, shoddy story, <laughs> right. filmmaking, everything. That's just... That's, like, freshman year filmmaking, right? right? right. I mean... And because that guy really is, if if that's the way we're going to be introduced to him, and that's yep. the word she's going to say, and right. the pictures we're going to see, and the story we're going to get walking into it, that guy is a way harder crazy badass right. than right. the guy that shows up for the rest of the movie. Right. Because, you know, nobody would watch a movie about that guy. <laughs> no, right? not really. If he, if he was the guy, not only in, a couple not, guys like that guy, movie, but I mean, right, right. not in this movie. Yeah. And the you know the other thing that. It, I wanted to make sure that we kind of swung back around to is like when you said earlier, um, I didn't like anyone in the movie. I didn't care what happened right. to anybody in the movie. Right. And you know, what's interesting is I've heard a couple of other critics say something that means the same thing. Right. E even if they didn't say it exactly like that. Yeah. And it's so true and odd and weird yeah. that you would watch a movie and that I almost still kind of liked it anyway. Right. But you really can't – I don't see what, how you, know, you can like in, yeah. about anyone in this movie yeah. except almost as like a curiosity. Yeah. 
You know what it is, I think, too? It, it's almost like Dance Moms, the movie. Or, you know, or like right. Toddlers and Tierras, the movie. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Nobody watches the movie because they go, yay, they I'm a right. fan of these right. psycho people. Right. Right? I really love Shelley's drive they to just, put her four-year-old through this They pageant. just watch it because yeah. they want to see the psycho right. people. Right. And, and this is like, it's almost like that's what he's trying to do. Right. It's like he doesn't want you to like any of the people. Maybe you're supposed to kind of like, oh. Right. And I don't know. I suppose there's a theory that you're supposed to like um, the two guys. Yeah. But they just don't come through. They've, they've definitely got a weird thing. You know, again, there's all kinds of things to make you feel uncomfortable. There's drugs. There's, uh, you know, not a monogamous relationship. You know, how can these three people have this relationship? You know, that's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Well, right. And then, All of these and, different and things. And then what else is interesting is that people around in the movie talk about that fact. Right. And even like Selma Hayek. Says, right. She's like, you, you don't really have the relationship you think you do. Right. Right. Which that was all part of that uh, dinner scene yep. kind of a deal, which I thought was very interesting because, yeah. because whether you think she's right about that or not right about right. that, it's an awfully insightful thing yeah. for her psychotic character to be talking, to be talking about. about. And that just was kind of interesting yeah. that she's there. Um, so, yeah. okay. We never played the clip. Well, I oh. thought we could do – maybe we could do a clip now. <laughs> yeah. Now. I mean, they're not terribly long. Right. Anybody um, who stayed with us this long deserves a clip. Exactly. We, did, how crazy we did promise the clips. And we would have gotten to these clips, except I should actually kind of share this fact. Right? I get like – Jillions of these for right. every movie from the director, from all the actors, you know, Studios, these, little, they, these little like press generic interviews that by and large I pay absolutely no attention to because right. I, that's, I'm not that guy. Right. And and I don't have that website right. and the staff that, right. could, <laughs> that right. could care about all of these <laughs> stupid things. Right. But I think it's interesting to uh, get them into the show. For this movie, I could not find an interview clip and it's not like I didn't have enough choices right of him saying anything interesting at all <laughs> and yeah. it was so bizarre and yeah. there were several times where uh, uh now a lot of these um they only they only give like one side of the conversation right you don't hear the questions some of them, some of them you do yeah. actually get the questions and it you know so sometimes it's just a little weird you have to explain what he's talking about but in None of them would he actually talk about whatever was being asked. Yeah. Like somebody would ask him about, you know, this and this. So I did find a couple that are pretty interesting. But it, what it turns out is what I'd like to do with these clips when we can get them into the show and stuff. And, you know, our own interviews at right. whatever point is, um, you know, if there's a clip where you can kind of jump off of it. And, right. then, and then it provides a bunch of something topics. to say. Yeah. These clips... The best ones I could right, find provide nothing other <laughs> yeah. than you can The go. best way to show how crazy it is is to just roll it and show how crazy right. it is. Right. Okay. This one is Oliver Stone talking about uh, his vision, sort of, and movies, and you'll, you'll catch it. The film is so sexy and a lot of danger and explosions. What's the style? What's the feeling you wanted an audience to have? Well, that's what it was to me. I read it. It was fresh. It was new. It's contemporary culture, but dangerous culture because it's the drug war, Mexico, U.S. It seemed like, above all, it was a ride, you know, where unpredictable 
you did not know what would happen next, and that was the kind of movie I wanted to make. Sun splashed, big duel in the sun, if you can remember that far back, uh, a little bit of Sergio Leone, uh, also a bit of uh, uh, Contempt by uh, Godard, which is a French film, and... Uh, a little bit of wild, wild, wild bunch, you know, packing points. Although it's set in the contemporary West, it feels like a, it's a bit like a Western. I would, I would call. Oh, sorry. I would call this movie a lot of things. I wouldn't call it a contemporary Western. You no, know, I understand maybe what he's trying except, to do. Except that I, I feel like I can kind of take that and see. Parts of the movie where where he was that's not what do. it actually is. Right. I can see that's what but he was you can see to do. that maybe he kind of had that idea. But the thing that I think is funny is that um, you know, Contempt is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and this has nothing in common <laughs> with it in right. any way. Right. But you know, even to just take like Duel in the Sun, right. or you know, any, or even Butch Cassidy, Duel, which is one of Duel, my favorite right. movies. Butch I mean, Cassidy, Duel in the Sun. I don't know if you're familiar with Duel in the Sun, and I'm going to say that a lot of listeners are are not familiar with Duel yeah. in the Sun. But Duel in the Sun is that movie, like you know, when you say westerns, right? That movie is Duel in the Sun. It's right. just the exact movie of so many other westerns. Right. It's like the you know cookie cutter kind of. Not that it's not a good movie, because it's no, a great movie, right. but it's the movie, a lot of times, you know, in a situation like this, people are going to throw out Duel in the Sun, because right. it's the movie that, you know, kind of seems like all other Westerns. It's like, it, it's just like the generic kind of Western movie, but right. it's a great movie, and it, it um, I don't know, I keep saying that in ways that make it sound bad, <laughs> but... But this movie and Duel in the Sun, I mean, just the films, it seems clear listening to that, that he doesn't know what movie he's making. Right. Because the movie he's describing is not the movie that exists. I mean, that's the movie that's like in his head. But let's actually, we're going to wrap up really quick. But since we're here, we might as well check out this other one, because I think I think it (laughs) delivers a very interesting idea of exciting movies. And I just think it's funny. So here he goes again. I want people to come out and say, wow, that was exciting. That's all. That's I'll remember that movie, you know, uh, it stays in your memory. That's what I'm a movie big. I always have been a dramatist. Uh, people have labeled me all kinds of things, and it's sad because often, the, as I've said in the past, the, the controversies get in the way of just, hey, what, what about this, the movie? You know, you can argue JFK to death, uh, and I will, but it's also an f- exciting movie, which was a very novel. It was done in a novel way. I like. I've always loved movies with ex- action, excitement, and I've tr- made a few. But I've also been able to make movies like Nixon, which didn't have a lot of shoot up, no shootings at all. It was just purely men talking, and I thought it was working. And, and, and I'm very proud of that because I always wanted movies when I was a kid to be exciting. That's an interesting. See, that's now, an interesting one coming from a guy I like just, Oliver Stone. I just think that's the most interesting clip yeah. in a lot of ways because all he's talking about is exciting movies. Right. And he talks about JFK 
and Nixon. And he talks about Nixon. Right. And and he talks about, you know, there was no shooting, there was just guys talking, and I'm very proud of that because when I was a kid I always liked movies to be exciting. Right. And it's just, is that like the most babbling, crazy it, nonsense? Yeah, it's, a, it's what I used to call a shotgun reply. You just throw a bunch of words out <laughs> and you kind of hit the target, but you don't really come close to what you're doing. And the other reason that I think that that's an interesting clip is because of all the things that I would say about any part of this movie, yeah. none of them are exciting. Right. None of the things that I would ever right. say are exciting. There's nothing exciting about this movie. That, yeah. I mean, even... To the extent that I liked it, right. it's certainly not because anything exciting is happening. Right. There's no, ex- there's right. nothing. It's like he's got some weird yeah. special definition of what he thinks exciting means, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I'm not sure what it is. There were moments that were kind of fun. There were moments that were really weird. You wanted yeah. to talk about the torture scene. Well, we're gonna go. Point. We're gonna go really long. It's but just it's the torture scene. The, the torture scene is this thing that again is very Tarantino-like. He's basically doing a Reservoir Dogs thing, and right. he doesn't he doesn't understand why it works for other people. He seems to think that this torture scene, which is brutal looking, a man is believed to be an informant that the that the heroes of the film have set up. Right. And to gain trust with Elena, but also to just get the heat off them primarily as well. Right. To make, and he's not a good right. guy. He's a bad guy. But still, he's he's in a warehouse. He's being whipped. He's whipped so badly that his eye is exposed, like it's hanging out of his socket. We see this. Right. He's then lit a fire. You know, he's poured gasoline upon. And then one of the more interesting things about the film, we didn't get to talk too many positives. But one of the things, if I had to point that I enjoyed, was the change in Ben, who is the pacifist Buddhist character, right. how he is forced by both Chan and by Elena to become a savage, I guess, to right. regress and to be this person who is going to hurt and kill. And he's the one who has to light this guy on fire. This whole scene is supposed to be so barbaric, and I'm sure it is for people, but it doesn't work as an effective scene the way that Tarantino did, for example. Um, and I'm, I'm bringing this up because it's really like it was the first thing I thought of. It's not just me comparing a scene out of thin air. Um, in Reservoir Dogs, there is, there's pause, there's drama, there's black humor, there's apprehension, there's just all of these emotions that work in a film that has no budget like this. You know, the actors aren't, right. you know, they're good actors, but they're not established the way they are, you know, for Oliver Stone's productions. And it just, it pales. It's so lame and limp and it's just offensive for the sake of being offensive. And Oliver Stone is not sure what works anymore. Just like he's not sure how to answer a question. Well, he's not really right. sure how to convey this scene the way he wants to. Um, and it just reminds me, my overall thing about the film really is is, is this. Chan at one point when Elena's representatives are talking to him, you know, when they give them the deal, like, you're going to give us this, we're going to give you money, we're in a couple of years, you're going to show us how we do it, and then we're going to be done. Right. And he says, what do you think about that deal? And he says, I, you know, it sounds like you want us to eat your shit and call it caviar. Right. That's the perfect synopsis. If if you believe Oliver Stone's characters in this movie are talking about things, like when O says in the beginning, you know, everything just went crazy. She's telling you what's about to happen in the whole film for right. the next two and a half hours of your life. Taylor Kitsch here, John, is telling you what 
this film is. <laughs> I firmly believe that. He's basically saying, I'm going to show you this movie, and you're going to have to call it high art, because it is. Look at the lens flares. Right. Look at the transition of black and white to color. Look at how I'm not afraid of showing you the brutality of men. And it, it, this, is, right. this is a piece of shit. Right. It's not good filmmaking. No. You're capable of good filmmaking, or maybe I should say you were. I don't know that you are anymore. Right. Um, you know, so that, that's you, my take on it. You know, that. what's interesting, too, and uh, as we keep saying, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah. Um, we lie. We're no, total savages. No, we, no, we totally are. Yeah. But we are savages. But um, <laughs> the, what I wanted to uh, just talk about some more is that it was very cool when he shifts, right? Yeah. When he's he's – Having to kill people, ben whatever. Has to change, he's, right? And he's going through par- much of the early part of the movie, going, "I can't do that. I don't right. know if I can do that." Right. And we see all our shots of him, you know, teaching African children in the school right. that he's paying Donating the bill and, and, and all this yeah. stuff. And and at certain points, he has to, you know, do bad things. And right. then we get to certain points where he goes, "No, I'm cool with it," you know. And then he's <laughs> yeah. and then he's good. But it goes back to that uh, one scene where they rob Elena's money, which right. is the first time that he's, had he's to do right in the face yeah. of the bad things. Right. And that came together pretty well. And yep. then we're driving away, and it's like, you know, everybody in the world, the first time they kill somebody, has to throw up. That's right. like, a, that's in the movie. I never like did. Bible, right? Right. That whatever you have, if you want to show somebody has a problem with killing people, Vomit-y, and then they yeah. kill someone, right. it's because they throw up. Vomit is God's way of saying you're remorseful. This right. is what movie makers love to do. Right. Um, so, you know, parts of that scene were good, and right. that was a little weird. Right. What I think is really weird is that in that scene, like you were talking about, there there was no, like, urgency about that happening. Yeah. And what's weird about it is because you always knew he was going to do it. Right. From the second that she said, make him do it, you were absolutely sure he was going to do it. Mm -hmm. And here's the other weird thing. There's an earlier scene in the movie where Lotto makes this young Mexican boy who's working for him kill a woman who doesn't want to. You know, he's like the little Mexican drug cartel Ben, only younger. Yep. And he's got to kill this woman, and he just says, do it. And he's got to shoot this lady right. that he's standing right in front right of. Right in the face, yeah. And eventually he does it because he really has to. Right. And when Ben has to do it, he all he has to do to kill this person is drop something he's holding. Right. And there's, like, there's no weight to that. Right. The, right. You can't deliver the same weight of killing something to all I have to do is let go of this thing. Right. Because basically it's like you could be standing there going, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then it slips out of your hand. Or a spark There's a lot of gas in the room. Or you got like, yeah, you got right. just a little too close or something right. like that. It's There's something not actually killing the person right. about the way right. Ben has to kill someone. And at the same time, we knew he was going to do it. Right. There's also the a time. moment. There's also a moment where Elena has O at a different location, and she's brought her in to watch this because she wants her to see what her oh, right, captives right, right. have become. And this is an interesting moment too, just to speak quickly of a positive and a negative, where O is again us. We're the audience. We're the Americans, right. and she doesn't want to watch the screen. And Elena says to a henchman, "Make her watch." Right. You know, we have to see this brutality. You have to see what people that you love are willing to do. 
and hopes that it changes her feelings towards Ben. She she chose Ben to do it because she knew Chong would have just been like, "Hey, I got a cigarette, I'll throw it right at you. I don't care." Right. And you, you know, know, you know, here's the kind and of that's an interesting moment for a lot of different it, things working. It, it is kind of an interesting. Even if moment, the main it, scene, the main moment is working. Moment, it is, and the main moment isn't working. The torture, you don't, you don't have anything. Right. But it's all the sub things that are going on around it. Like, is Ben going to do it? Is it affecting him? Is Chong right. like Chong steps up? He says, "Hey, I'll do it," and he goes, <laughs> yeah. "No." He's got to do it, yeah. you know. And the other thing that's kind of interesting, if you want to, like, pick at little things and see what we can make out of them right. also, yeah. um, like her being American and everything, yeah. is that she doesn't actually have to force her to watch it because she grabs her head and she's already looking at right. it. She, she can't look away. She's looking at it right. anyway. Right. But, she, but then she says, make, make her, her watch, watch it. Yeah. And it's like they have to put an extra little... Right, little torch show to it. into yeah. it, even though she's yeah. actually already looking at it. Right. But we have to make a show of grabbing her head. Right, but she's looking at it anyway. So, like, right. what is that? Like, she's America, and yeah. and she doesn't want to watch it, but she is watching it. But right. somebody's making, making her watch, her watch it, it if, she, if she changes her mind. Yeah. Anyway. So my last thing is there's, and this is very quick. There's two. There's a few very funny moments. Basically, John Travolta is a corrupt DEA agent, and he offers oh, all yeah. the comedic it's relief. And one of the more surprisingly funny moments is when he's talking with Benicio <laughs> del Toro in this kitchen, and Benicio del Toro has actually got some funny moments too. But really. Um, Taylor Kitsch stabs John Travolta and he recoils after having this fight because he's so mad. He's like, I'll do anything to save Owen. You're going to help me. We've got right. dirt on you. And he recoils back and he's like, <laughs> like just been stabbed. He had no idea this was going to happen. And he's just shouting like, you just stabbed a federal agent. Like these are very weird lines, but he makes them funny. Right. And he keeps telling Benicio del Toro's character to think about it. <laughs> yeah. And Benicio del Toro just looks at him and goes, stop telling me to think about it. You know, stop telling me to think it, about things. That, and it's awesome. Scene, it's so funny the way they scene, play. That how that comes God, together. that was so that was, funny. That was a great scene. It was and great. It's more it, was, my, it is probably my favorite scene in the film. Yeah. What What was really funny about <laughs> it. Stop telling me to think about What was about really it. funny about it is that uh, he'd had a different reason for telling him to think <laughs> every single time. Every couple, yeah. But it's always, it's always something different. It's not like he just right. keeps going – Think about it. We should do this. Right. It's like, like they no. move on to something. Yeah, else they're talking about something totally different. And go, and, and he goes, just think for a minute. <laughs> he gets this furrowed cape. <laughs> and Benicio del Toro is the perfect like alpha knuckle dragging, right. you know, enforcer. He's got and this it, furrowed brow, and, and he at, just goes, stop telling me to think at, about it. And at one point, it's awesome. He's had at first, enough. right? At one point, he he just goes, you think about it. <laughs> That, I and would love like to see just that scene switching. again. Right. That, that was really anyway. Yeah. It, yeah, what a what a terrible movie. Okay, right. So we really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what it is with these movies. You know, if I could just hate a movie from start to finish for a while, <laughs> right. don't, I would don't, feel a lot better. I felt that. Really. Yeah. Don't, betrayed is a little bit of a hard word, but I really was. I was. I wanted to like it. I like Oliver Stone. In the past, right. I don't know that I like him anymore. No, I, I don't like everything he's done in the past. I had a, I had a lot of fun with a bunch of really his films, liked, right. and it's just he's a different guy now, and, and you know, that's okay. To you even know. to even just be you know okay or something, and just to fall right. off the edge right. of of craziness, like it was almost like the movie became animated at one point. <laughs> and just it was like you know some like really I wish this lifeless piece of crap Disney, had become animated. You know, yeah. is like some part of you know Roger Rabbit <laughs> thing God. going on. It was such a stupid <laughs> end. Yeah, 
to the movie. It's just gutless. It has no spine at all. It, it's fitting that everybody is on their back in the dirt when this this happens. Right. No one has a spine anymore to stand up. This is horrible. All right. We've, we've got to go. Thanks for we, listening. We, we've you know. run over long enough. Next week, we will uh-huh. have Batman, and we did not get to tell you about the crazy summer. Uh, yeah, we'll have to. Week, and we're we, going to talk we, about Batman we will talk a bunch, about I'm that. sure. I don't know if we'll have time to do it. Right. But we'll, we, we, will maybe, we will maybe kick we'll off it, with right. the crazy summer or something like that. But I next week, good. Batman, so yeah. that will be huge. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks, everybody. And uh, catch us at areyouscreening.com. And, yep. you know, be sure and uh, hit that Spider-Man and, right. you know, win the Blu-ray. Sure. Yeah, and free stuff. It's uh, not hard to enter. We'll even oh, yeah. autograph it. <laughs> well, honestly, that raises everything. No one will really care. Yeah. You're going to ruin no. my movie you're going to send me? <laughs> well, we won't autograph it. <laughs> exactly. If no one wins it, we're going to autograph it. If someone wins it, we'll leave it alone. Right. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, right. and we will see you next week. <laughs> Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.